Welcome to Probably Science. This is the voice of Andy Wood. This is the the voice of Jesse Case. Hey, sorry for missing last week. That's okay. I was going to miss this week, but now Matt's missing this week. We're, holiday stuff's tough, you know? Summertime, I mean, I was just saying before we started recording, like, we, we have no excuse. We don't, have to, we don't have to be in the same physical location, and yet somehow it's harder to well, get I'm this a, together. I'm two hours COVID. ahead. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what's not a mess is the guest today. Huh? Oh. You like that? Well, I don't no. know. Maybe he's a mess. I don't know. He seems like he's not. He seems like he's. <laughs> I just saw him in person last week, so I could. He's got it together. To yeah, I got it together. Uh, we have a friend of the show and personal friend of all of ours, uh, Carl Hess. What's up, man? Uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Guys. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm a mess, but like, who isn't a mess? You know, it's like it's a no. relative. It's a relative. It's very relative. Yeah. <clears throat> By the standards of 2023. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I think everything has gone out the window and I have permanently reset my bar for almost every life expectation in the last three years. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, just like, I, I'm not a nihilist now, but I'm just like, smoke me if you got him, metaphorically and I guess literally. Okay. Like, you know, we're just, we're just heading for, before we started recording, we were talking about Rick Rosner, um, who we've had in the podcast probably like almost 10 years ago. And very bright guy has an IQ of like 185, which he'll admit it. Part of that is also he loves to like study for IQ tests, but supposedly like second highest IQ ever recorded. And uh, his theory, and this was in, you know, 2018 or something, was that in this century, everything is going to be like as as percent weird as the year. So 2030, things will be like 30% okay. weird. 2060, they'll be like 60% weird. We're at way more than 23% right now. I, don't, I know. I thought this guy's supposed to be smart. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. But, you know, as vague as that is, I do think about it a lot because I'm like, oh, yeah, the next the next decade is going to be bonkers. That's why I'm glad that we're all relatively old. Because, oh, you know, same. like when the shit really starts to kick off in 50 years, we'll be like, we're, we had a good run. We're, we're going to, like, remember, like, uh, that we used to be able to poop in the fresh water. Right. We'll be like, right. I, you, well, you could hear it. You could hear the, the, the drinkable water. You could hear a plop when you would shit yeah. in it. It was fucking crazy. You could hear the plop. The kids are horrified. There was a plop? Yeah. They're yep. like, you would poop in the fresh water? Yeah. And pee in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like yeah, observational comics circa 2030. He's like, hey, guys, remember when we used to pay to be in escape rooms? And they're like, shut up, old man. <laughs> well, it is, it is interesting because I think like if you were born in the year 1450, your life was not that different from someone in 1350. Like yes, there's like exactly. one exactly. new invention came out. Like they added a tine on the fork and you're like, that's fucking right. crazy. Like, have you seen right. this third have time? You seen it? We're really living in the modern era. <laughs> but like I, even someone five years younger than me, nothing makes sense. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I forgot who I've heard. I got to read his book. A guy who's really good about putting like visual representations to a lot of these things like if all of human history was a yeah. thousand page a thousand page book um everything of note has happened on the thousandth page which is you know industrial revolution right on. like everything like first flight telephone internet yeah <laughs> television radio like everything is the last page of this thousand page book like everything just hockey sticked since the industrial revolution and now every generation well, since hockey like, sticks really is probably what yeah. since it's, it's all been downhill since the invention of hockey yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've been saying that for years i uh no, i was reading that the the uh in the neolithic era technology like bronze from stone was spreading from the southeast to the northwest but they of what of what of the globe uh in in europe like from from like the levant the ancient world yeah yeah exactly from for, so from like the fertile crescent into Northern yeah Eastern into europe. france normandy yeah. you know all that shit right. okay. uh but they said that the rate of spread they reckoned the, of technology spread was one kilometer a year <laughs> so like that's how you know, it'd be like two miles over. They have swords and shit you've never... Heard. Yeah, imagine being the <laughs> right. first guy in your clan and you're like, 
fighting some guy <laughs> and then you know you have your club and then he stabs you with some shiny shit and you're like what the <laughs> fuck is that that's your last thought as it goes between your rib cage into your heart yeah. killing you immediately just like this thing's nice oh god yeah. <laughs> what shiny <laughs> yeah. yeah one kilometer a year i mean obviously that's that's just the average i mean i'm sure it went in uh 20 kilometers and then nothing for yeah. 500 years or something. Yeah, trade routes and whatnot. And whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's. I think I got into it because it was like on July 4th. I was like looking into fireworks because right. it's. They've been around a long time. Super long time. Uh, and they couldn't figure out for years. It was like a major secret in uh, in China how they could make. Uh, flames, different colors that like blue. Anyone that visited, they're like, yeah. we can never fuck with these people ever. Like they, yeah, like wait, look, look is, what they, they have. have magicians, you know? Yeah. Is that the original ancient Chinese secret, Jesse? What, what do you mean? <laughs> you don't remember the phrase ancient Chinese secret? See, here's a generation okay. thing. I'm too old for both of you guys. Oh. Ancient Chinese secret was like a, uh, a catchphrase in this ad for what beauty product was it? Oh, I'm sure I saw that ad when I was a kid. Calgon. Yeah, you're not that ancient. much older than us. Well, no, this is like a 70s ad. I probably never even saw it, but I, oh, 82. Maybe I did see it. Um, let's see. It was see. in the Museum cultural firmament. Sure, sure. Let me, uh, I'll just do audio of this here. Okay. How do you get shirts so clean, Mr. Lee? Ancient Chinese secret. Mm. Oh, God. Hot shot. Here's his ancient Chinese secret. Calgon. Calgon's two water softeners soften wash water so detergents clean better. In hardest water, Calgon helps detergents get laundry up to 30% cleaner. We need more Calgon. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> that was when you could just be blatantly racist in uh, wow. broadcast television commercials. Wow. I mean, I don't know if it really... Uh, what's the actual problematic part well, of that? Like, I well, that's because you did audio only, is... but like he's just peeing in a Coke. <laughs> you can see like, on the commercial. You motherfucker. <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> oh, do we have to edit that out? I don't no, know. What? Everyone knows the pee in a Coke joke. No, I know. I, I everyone know. knows. Yeah, it's, I was thinking about this just like... Um, uh, pre-social media misinformation, right? Because I I was yeah, I tweeted yeah. out some joke like, you can say anything. Well, I I just tweeted out some joke like, you know, when I was growing up, we'd have to actually go outside and spread misinformation in person, and right. then because it's Twitter, no one knew it was a joke. So right. people are, or because so you got canceled. No, and no. now you're off the podcast. No, it, it, it's just, or maybe it's because it wasn't written well. Probably that. But you know how people. Uh, Anytime you say something, people pretend you're making a, a universal human statement, and therefore it right. must be right. debated. That's why Twitter is such a great place for an exchange of ideas. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and nuance. Don't forget the nuance. Yeah, but if you say anything personal, like if you, you know, um, I, like, I like donuts, someone will write in right. about how some people don't have taste buds right. and can't enjoy donuts. And you're, right. They'll take it as a direct personal attack. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so people were discussing the pre-social media misinformation, and it is strange how things spread like that. Like, everyone knows that joke. Everyone of our generation knew that joke. Is a joke misinformation? Because No, no, no I'm talking about like, okay, so the okay. diarrhea song, we all knew it. That's It was never on TV. Sure. Right, right. Yeah. It, it was memes before memes. It was like, yeah. uh, So I'm just know. thinking of the, the misinformation, though, is like uh, the gerbil up Richard Gere's ass. Sure. Right. The semen pumping. Well, I mean, that, that's true. Well, sure. I mean, I've got. Yeah, <laughs> no, but the uh, the Rod Stewart jizz. Uh, actually, the Rod Stewart thing I think is interesting because it's regional and temporal in terms of like who the person was who got the yeah. stomach pump. Jamie Lee Curtis being a hermaphrodite. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh wait, that might be based on an actual. She might be like XXY chromosomally okay. or something. Um, I'm not. Let's find out. Let's find out for certain about that. But. Uh, there's that, and then um, what? A cop has to tell you they're a cop. Yes. A penny yeah. under your tongue will stop a breathalyzer. I don't know where the fuck oh, that got started. Yeah. I remember. That does not work, folks. Yeah, the, the, the cop that has to tell you they're a cop is so funny to me. Um, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Just zero underground. You, know, you have to tell yeah, me. Yeah, every, every undercover, you're like, man, I hope they don't ask. Right. I'm so, I really hope no one looks at my haircut. I'm so... Man, I am. Uh, I know I'm infiltrating the uh, the mob here, but I am so fucked if they ask. 
if I'm a cop. <laughs> Do you know John Roy's uh, cop bit about no, that? No, no. It's just like, I think you're confusing that with uh, leprechauns. Oh, <laughs> right, exactly. Oh. <laughs> if you answer me these questions yeah. three, then you may put the cuffs on me. That's funny. Um. <laughs> I think that's in his Conan set, which I'll, I'll link to his Conan set in our show notes here. Okay, Snopes is telling us that the Jamie Lee Curtis thing is complete fabrication. I can't believe I still believe I don't think Snopes is. I don't think Snopes is really that reliable. It probably isn't. Yeah. Like, right. It says, yeah, article by Christopher right. Guest. <laughs> oh, I thought that's okay. your husband, right? That's just her, right? Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is true. Speaking of unlikely, I guess they're both actors. Not that unlikely, but how about the how about the RFK and uh, and uh, Cheryl Hines? That's the weirdest. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, he's a Kennedy. He's got a yeah, He's a super rich Kennedy. Yeah. Schwarzenegger married a Kennedy. That's true. That's a very good point. And, you know, you know maybe Schwarzenegger could still come out as, like, QAnon, and then Shrivers would have to be like, ooh. No, yeah, Arnold no. these days, he, he just, like, lives with two donkeys, like, in his house. Like, have you guys seen yeah. his... He's just always at his kitchen table. I haven't, what? but that sounds pretty sick. He's all... What? He's just always... He's, like, forever sitting at his kitchen table, and he has, like, uh, I think whiskey and tango. He has these two donkeys that live in the house, and he just, like, <laughs> does videos. And Fox I'm Star. serious. Yeah. I love that. That's great. When you're that rich, you can do what you want. You want to hang out with donkeys. You want two donkeys in the house. You can hang out with some donkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Are the donkeys like, like trained to kill? Yes, obviously. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. The Somalian donkeys. He just has two donkeys. He's really into. You know. I I like that. Um, Is this you? You you watched that? Isn't there like a new documentary on Netflix about his his? I haven't seen it. There is. I have not seen it. I have not either. Maybe maybe it broaches the donkey subject. We just don't know. Maybe we. Yeah. It's got to broach the the hidden family, right? The secret family. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope it's all about the hidden. Yeah. Family. By the way, speaking of RFK stuff, we did get one listener writing in, and this sort of like this email. I'm not going to say the name because I'm not being critical of it, but like, it's like, oh, this is sort of a a sign of how how this RFK thing could go down. Like, I because I still think. Maybe I'm still just burned from 2016 about like let's not discount these dark horses, but like something weird might happen with this guy where he might like shoot to the lead at the last mm. minute. Um, yeah, why not get him in there? Who cares? No, I think it's bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but this listener wrote in and said, first of all, I'm not an RFK stan. I do agree with him a lot uh, on a lot of things outside of vaccines, which I think is also probably how he could. Yeah, because you know he's like yeah, it's like it's like Biden sucks wars. so bad. It's like you know. It's it's yeah. it's really easy to be better on than Biden on most things. Well, it seems yeah. like everything so, that Biden does is like he was polled like how do I lose this election? Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like um, he's like I guess cluster bombs probably people are into that. Oh nope nope okay. All right, not that. <laughs> uh, actually, I can just copy in the email here. But um, so yeah. This listener said he's, he's great in the environment and taking on special interests, including the military industrial complex, which is my biggest issue. Like, that's the thing is like he could really get pretty yeah. far on criticizing like the Iraq war and yeah. stuff like that. Um, my my question is, would pharmaceutical companies losing their immunity from litigation around vaccines be that dangerous? I do think vaccines have saved a lot of lives. I just don't really think anybody should be above the law at this point. I think he's the best option. So if I'm wrong, please share any links that I could check out. Sorry for wasting your time. Big fan of the show and you guys. So thank you. I don't you. think that's yeah, a time waste. I, 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 yeah, no, not I don't a time have, waste at all. I, I, no, think, uh, no. I think you're but, right. He makes a lot, you know, he's, he can be better on sub, you know, outside of the whole vaccine thing. He can easily be better than Biden just by being like, hey, we shouldn't be at war. Hey, we shouldn't be giving the military industrial complex right. hundreds of billions of dollars with a rubber stamp every fucking year. You know, it's like, it's not that hard to take a stand that, is better than our current government. Uh, I just think if you let somebody who is that like fast and loose with facts in a way that's like kind of scarier than Trump, because it's not just that he's insane. Like if you if you normalize him, I just uh, I don't know. I think I think he should just focus his entire it's... campaign on doing more push-ups than Biden and calling him out <laughs> into a push-up contest because that would always, be fun. Always shirtless in jeans. Though. I don't Never want put some, on a workout yeah, short. Exactly. Never. I don't want yeah. some fucking debate about vaccines. I want to see these two men doing push-ups in jeans. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I think, I, it's but, like we're gonna have to see like Cheryl Hines meeting like uh, King Charles and shit. Like it's <laughs> <be> weird. <laughs> um, 
I, I will say that but, the, but, uh, the pharmaceutical uh, lit- litigation so, uh, immunity so, is antibody immunity. Right. So it will fade, that immunity. Uh, oh, thank okay. you. I was going to be serious about it thank in you. that uh, if you don't have that thank set you. up, the lawsuits will be such that, like, if we have this shitty system where the only way to get these things going is through private companies because of the huge amount of money required. Like, yes, I'd like for every, I'd like for public funds to be the way that we cure every disease, but that's just not the way the economy works. And my understanding is if you, is that there's a system set up so that people who have been hurt by vaccines can be compensated through this fund. But if you just let them go straight to the manufacturer, that would disincentivize the innovation we need to get vaccines that will save all these Mm. lives so like yes we need this free market thing that gives a huge incentive to companies so that they will do this work that i believe the government can't do i don't have a link to send you but like i don't think it's that crazy that they can't be directly sued you can still get recompense if you're if you're hurt by them it's just like if you had this unchecked ability to go straight to pfizer they're gonna be like all right we're this isn't the thing we're putting our money in anymore i think it's a it speaks to like the larger like milieu of just everyone's so like anyone's had to deal with the American medical system in any way is like so beaten and broken and like medical debt's such a huge problem that it's like you can see why some people would just be like fuck the current system I'll go with whatever this guy's talking about you know it's like right it's so bad and grim that it's like asking people to, to care about anything that props up the current system is like a losing game yeah, good point. It's yeah. So every new election is just going to be another like. That's the thing. The Democrats keep trying to go back to this well of like this is the most important election of our life. It's against fascism. But it's like that's diminishing returns. You've already done that like five times. Yeah, they can't. You can't the- ask us to vote for Biden again. God, I mean, it really is going to be Biden. Yeah, Trump, yeah, isn't and it? like, it's, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it will be. And like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, like, I'm just gonna shuffle down. It's it's gonna be a very like. I feel like this election, there will be no subtlety in the voting line on who's voting for who, you know, like, like in the actual physical yeah, line, yeah, voting like, at the, at the you know, because I always yeah. like look around. I'm like, hey, I wonder, wonder what that guy's up to, you know, but <laughs> it's going to be just like uh, everyone's just going to sort of have their head like all the Biden voters like myself. Of course, I'm going to vote for him over Trump, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to be whistling in there. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Wait, you guys, you guys wait in line. I know I've never done yeah, that in the yeah. last 20 like, years. Why, but, why um, would you ever wait in line? Well, uh, you know, I live in a red state, man. There's like one voting place. Hey, vote by mail. Yeah, you know, I, I like to go down there. You're like, I don't trust these no, motherfuckers no, no. here in Tennessee. <laughs> what, what is that, Dominion? You got a Dominion? <laughs> no, man. Um, no, I go down there. It's right up the street. All right. It's right up the street. Yeah, I, li- I, I like I, standing in the line. I, I don't think I've ever voted in person. No, I, I, I really like going down there in person. Um, okay, you like to check out what's going on. You're like, let, you you, let see me see the... who these fucking no, freaks and weirdos no, are No, it's none of that. For. I want the sticker. I want the whole thing. Uh, they give you the sticker in the mail. I mean, I, didn't I get know the that. sticker. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, that's the... so this is changing your yeah, whole... Yeah, this information whole... does change things for me. There you go. Um, but, but now I'm trying to think of what the stereotypical outfits for the two sides are. And all I can come up with is what the, uh, is what the Trump voter outfit is. But like, what is the... Is it just the negation of what the Trump voters is wearing? That I don't, I don't think it's like that? an outfit thing so much. Yeah, because Biden doesn't have like fans. Trump has fans. Like, you right. know what a Trump yeah. fan fucking looks right. like? No, there are no Biden no. fans at this point. Like, if you're a Biden fan, you're way more mentally ill than a Trump fan. Like, <laughs> if you're an actual person. If you're like a Biden like... stand, if you're wearing like a Biden hat, you are yeah. way more disease in your brain than someone who just loves Trump. Like with an empty brain with their fucking stupid hat and a big Trump flag on it. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say, doing a, doing a circle back um, on this pharmaceutical thing, they're, they're, they're already so disincentivized to make vaccines. They make so little money um, mm-hmm. that it is a tricky one. It's a, it's a tricky one. You're, you're, that's an argument for continuing the... Well, no, I, I, what I'm saying is I see your point. If they were tied up with all these lawsuits, the disincentivation, because they already have almost... But didn't they make a shitload of money with COVID? And there was all that stuff when we like they like wouldn't give it to the other countries. They were like, we need the thing. And they were like, nope, can't, can't do oh, it. Oh, you mean the, the patents? Like, yeah, like all that stuff. Like they're making some money. Yeah, the, 
The, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not like I'm not standing for the pharmaceutical companies either. I'm just like trying to say I, I think that there's an incentive thing at work, and if you remove enough incentives, it's not the, a thing that the return on vaccines, uh, let's say non-pandemic wise, the the return on vac and most of that was, that was like stock money that was from stocks, but the re- the return on vaccines is not a ton of money at all, like. The amount of money that goes into like an HIV vaccine, for instance, that's that's going to happen. That that is inevitable. That will happen. It's way underfunded. Mm-hmm. They're just like, it's not what we're going to make like ten dollars on this, you know, yeah. uh, and that sucks. So, yeah, yeah, it's already so disincentivized uh, unless th- unless there's some like Operation Warp Speed. Here's five billion dollars. And then like, yeah, let's do it, you know. Yeah. And I get how that's messed up that we can't be living in a world where yeah. like Cuba our, has a our lung public cancer money va- goes to Cuba has a lung cancer vaccine what Cuba has a lung cancer vaccine yeah yeah they have a they have a really good medical system what does that what does that mean I've never heard of a cancer vaccine uh, I don't know it's a, it's a thing you can go to, go down there what? and get it I I don't believe you hold on a second yeah it's not I don't <laughs> think it's that simple um, what well, I don't know how vaccines work but well but there's there's a, a there are a lot of types of lung cancer um, right. So, okay, it's an immunotherapy right. medication. Um, so I don't think it's like a prophylactic thing. I think it's like treatment once you have it. Let's see. It's called Simivax. So yeah, people go down there. It. You know, like there's people who have serious lung cancer who go down to Cuba to get the the thing. Why would it not be? This is the first I'm hearing about it, so I'm trying to like quickly get up to speed on what's made available to the Cuban population in 2011. There are agreements to, in place to test it in the U.S., Japan, and some European countries. Right. Um, it's an, it is an active vaccine. I'm sorry. I was totally wrong, Carl. It's a vaccine with which patients... Yeah. I'm not coming immunized. on the science podcast spouting I, bullshit, Andy. Come I'm on, sorry. Man. It's just, that's something so outside of anything I've ever heard well, yeah, before. We're not getting just, a lot of press yeah. about it in the United States uh, yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, it's a real head Why scratcher the fu- there. I mean, I'm still skeptical and I'm reading, I mean, this is Wikipedia now, but I don't think there's probably reason that this whole article would be <laughs> put up yesterday by a, a fucking bullshitter. Um, early trials showed a trend towards improved survival among vaccinated test subjects. A direct correlation between the level of antibodies that a vaccinated patient raises against EGF and survival has been observed in several trials. And in one of the largest trials, there was also an age dependence with only subjects under the age of 60 benefiting in terms of survival. Hey listeners, Andy from the future butting in here to let you know that unfortunately at this point we lose Jesse's audio for the remainder of the episode. It's a bummer. We looked into it and found out it's due to a phenomenon called Nashville Internet. Oh, sick burn that Jesse will probably never hear. Uh, Anyhow, he stayed with us in this episode for another 20 minutes, I think, before he had to leave early. And I think something with that ended up causing some of this audio to be lost. And uh, I thought instead of not putting out the episode, we'll just do it. I'll just delete some of the silent sections and you can try to guess what goes in those gaps? Sorry about that. Not much that can be done when we're recording remotely and something's lost. So we will uh, hope it doesn't happen again. But thanks for listening. Do we all get an HPV vaccine? Like, did we get that when we were kids? Did we get that in college? I think it didn't exist until the last 10, 15 years. Should we get that? Doesn't like everyone have HPV? Right. I don't think they ev- even like are targeting anybody over the age of 30 for it. I think it's only a thing that they try to get. Remember when everyone laughed at Michael Douglas because he got throat cancer and he was like, you know, I, 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 got, I got it from eating too much pussy and everyone laughed yeah. at him. That's, that's true. Yeah. Rates of throat cancer are skyrocketing because most people have HPV. And if you go down on someone who has HPV, your rate of throat cancer like goes way up. This is why DJ Khaled is the smartest man in the world. <laughs> uh, he's smoking too many Cubans. Oh, my God. We all laughed in Michael Douglas's face. We owe him an apology. We did. Yeah, that's true. And, well, I don't know if and also, laughter... think about how much pussy Michael Douglas has eaten. Good <laughs> Lord. He's probably on like, the top spectrum of pussy eaters. Circa Wall Street. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. 80s Michael Douglas. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. That's how you do it. Just pack banning down the street. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, what a time for me to join. Yeah. Ah, there he is. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't give you an amount, but I could certainly give you an accompanying right. sound effect. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear Would it. you say it's enough to give him a life-threatening disease? <laughs> okay, good. I feel well, like I didn't know. I, I feel like people laughter, were making fun of him. But are you saying they were laughing in disbelief? I didn't think that oh, was the right. vibe I don't of it. Know. I feel I, I feel like people were like, "That's not the reason." He said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate his honesty. All right. Hmm. Well, welcome, Matt. How did your car? How did your car stuff work out? It still, it still needs to be replaced. I'm, you know what? It's been a very annoying morning uh, of just waiting for what was I was told should take a couple of hours, and then, believe it or not, this is going to come as a shock to you. But sometimes when you take the car to the mechanic and they tell you it's going to be a certain amount of time, it ends up being a different amount of time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but so that that's where I, was. I I am. However, I'm just really relieved that I'm not a fool. You know, just, you know, you like, you have anything technical go wrong and you try to fix it yourself and you're like, ah, this is more serious than I thought it was. And then you take it in and you're just like, I really hope I just haven't missed a switch. Like, um, right, right. which, which did actually happen to me with my car recently. I, I did manage to find out before I took it to the mechanics, but my, my, my driver's side window was going down. But then when I pressed the button for my passenger side, nothing was happening. And I was like, oh, God, something's bust. It's really annoying. And, I, you know, I actually tried to, like, call out to a friend and I couldn't wind the window down. I was like, what's going on? And, and you know, I was looking up, like, the fuses and stuff in my in my book, in, the, like, the sort of instruction, what's it called? Right. The manual. Uh, manual, that's the word. That, yeah, it's been, a, it's been that morning. And <laughs> then I realized that I... Is it, it raw it, dog? It's plastic. It's, it's it not loose? leather, but it's definitely... It is hardback and it does... Okay. It is bound. Um, I like that, yeah. But anyway, there's the short version of that story. Sorry, what are you saying, Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. They always yeah. bind them up real nice. Well, the, the, the short version with that story is that I, I'd hit the button that locks all the other windows and hadn't realized. And then oh, I chi- no. the child, child lock. Yeah. yeah, so then I hit it again. Did the mechanic and the, tell you that when you went in? And no, so, so, the, so luckily I didn't get that far. Oh, I didn't God. get you to the point of having to take it. That. Yeah, I didn't get as far as like having a professional man be disappointed in me. Oh, that would have been brutal. But this time round, I ch- uh, one of my tail lights had gone out, and I changed the bulb. And you know, I, I was very proud of myself. You know, I, yeah, that, I, that's that's a lot. Doing changing the bulb yourself. YouTube instructional thing. You know, you've got to you've you've you know you've got to unbolt some stuff and then take the whole lighting assembly out and then and then that thing comes out and you know I did that and I put it back in and it was you know lit up and then I put it back in the thing and it stopped lighting up. And then I took it out again and redid it and put it in and then it was working. And then three days later, I went to my car and the light was off. Um, oh, no. So I was like, ah, this feels like something's got like a loose connection or something rather than me screwing up. And Bravo to you for trying that, though. That's brave. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, you know, very happy to find out that, yes, they had the car for like two and a half hours testing all the different things. And then they finally went, it's the something harness that is like way up in the wiring that is knees replacing so yeah something something is genuinely wrong with my car that needs that needs a part that they need to order into a place and it wasn't just that i don't know how to put in a bulb properly Thank and I, i'm just happy to know that i'm just happy to know that i do know how to put in a light bulb that's uh, a win and also god bless um youtube tutorials because <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Is there anything now that there isn't a Serbian man who's going to calmly talk you through like he's your real dad? <laughs> I, I keep seeing this stuff on TikTok. There's someone gets like a dented fender and then they pour hot water on it. It's plastic, obviously. What? And then when it's it gets all hot from the water, they take a plunger and they like suck out the dent. Have you seen this? <laughs> and it ends up looking seamless? Or and just it's like these good? girls doing it and they do it and it like works. I'm like, what? What? Wow. This, I mean, I, I can see the logic of why it works, but I can also see it just going horribly wrong. And then right, be, melt your yeah, fender and then get a, like get a fucking worse. Yet yeah. another one where you like pull it, you pull into the mechanics, and they're like, right. "Here's another TikTok dickhead." Why is there <laughs> a plunger melted onto your car, sir? <laughs> and you're like, "What do you know about TikTok?" <laughs> <laughs> your car is haunted, sir. <laughs> Yeah, at a certain point, you got to be like, hey, man, come on. You want a non-haunted car? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, man, it it is tricky to uh, to debug a piece of human-made technology, isn't it, guys? Imagine how much harder it would be if you were faced with alien technology fragments. Seamless segue. Seamless. <laughs> yeah, this was sent in by Justin Payton. Thank you so much for doing that, Justin. Um, CBS News story here about a Harvard professor who believes he's found fragments of alien technology. And I, you know, I'm always skeptical of things like this, but it is interesting. So Harvard professor Avi Loeb, or Leib, L-O-E-B, believes he may have found fragments of alien technology from a meteor that landed in the waters off of Papua New Guinea in 2014. Leib and his team just brought the materials back to Harvard for analysis. The U.S. Space Command, which, is that like, did they rebrand Space Force because it got too many lols? Anyway, they yeah, confirmed with almost... Or Space Command one of those actually, like, unofficial organizations that has nothing to do with the government? Oh, just like an amateur? I have no idea. We can Google this later. Uh, they confirmed with almost near cer- almost near certainty. What? Is that different from near certainty? 99.999% that the material came from another solar system. The government gave Loeb a 10-kilometer radius of where it may have landed. Which is that's pretty fucking huge yeah, in, in the ocean to yeah, like go a find a thing that landed nine years ago in this ten kilometer radius of the ocean. Um, that's where the fireball took place, and the government detected it from the Department of Defense. It's a very big area, the size of Boston, so we wanted to pin it down. Said Loeb, we figured the distance of the fireball based off the time delay between the arrival of the blast wave, the boom of the explosion, and the light that arrived quickly. The calculations allowed them to chart the potential path of the meteor. Those calculations happen to carve a path right through the same... First of all, isn't it a meteorite now that it got to Earth? Or is that too quibbly? Uh, those calculations happen to carve a path right through the same projected 10-kilometer range that came from the U.S. government. Loeb and his crew took a boat called the Silver Star out to the area. The ship took numerous passes along and around the meteor's projected path. They <laughs> <laughs> said it could it never... Goose. It was a all submersible made out of... Uh, yeah. The guts of a Nintendo Switch were controlling it, and um, uh, researchers combed the ocean floor by attaching a sled full of magnets to their boat. We found 10 spherules, Loeb said. Those are almost perfect spheres, or metallic marbles. When you look at them through a microscope, they look very distinct from the background. They have colors of gold, blue, brown, and some of them resemble a miniature of the Earth. An analysis of the composition showed that the spherules are made of 84% iron, 8% 8% silicon, 4% magnesium, and 2% titanium, plus trace elements. They are sub-millimeter in size. Couldn't these just be BBs? Yeah. Uh, the crew found 50 of them in total. It could be BB aliens. BB aliens. BB-8, it could just be like baby. trash from another solar system that, that just like, you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, off. I guess it, 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 it is alien in that it's from a different solar system. Is it technology? I don't <laughs> Or they're just, they're, they're just like using Earth for like BB gun target practice. Like this, right, this planet's exactly. good for nothing. Don't even use the real gun. Just use the BBs. That, that you won't ever see hit, but it'll take 10,000 years. Um, so Loeb said this, these, these spherules have material strength that's tougher than all space rock they've seen before and cataloged by NASA. We calculated its speed outside the solar system. It was 60 kilometers per second, faster than 95% of all stars in the vicinity of the sun. I have no idea how they calculated that yeah, speed. That's, that, that's the part that makes no bad. sense to me. Uh, the fact that it was made of materials tougher than even iron meteorites and moving faster than 95% of all stars in the vicinity of the sun suggested potentially it could be a spacecraft from another civilization or some technological gadget. He likens the situation to any of the Voyager spacecrafts launched by NASA. Uh, those will exit the solar system in 10,000 years. Just imagine them colliding with another planet far away a billion years from now. They would appear as a meteor of a composition moving faster than usual. So the research and analysis is just beginning at Harvard. Loeb is trying to understand if the spherules are artificial or natural. If they are natural, it will give the researchers insight into what materials may exist outside our solar system. And if it's artificial, the questions really begin. So, Wait, yeah, so like the spherules are like embedded in a bigger rock that came down and they were all in there? Or they came down individually? I think they just scoured the ocean floor with this magnet and they found these anomalous so like there was a bigger chunk that broke up into these spherules well yeah presumably like the whole thing was burning up in the atmosphere by the time it hit the water it was just so it wasn't in small spheral shape when it hit the atmosphere good question very good question i would assume i need need to see the pictures of this 
Oh, you can click on that yeah, link I, I said, and the they're just like, they look like little BBs, okay. like iridescent BBs. Uh, yeah, I would, I would assume that it wasn't like something was a cluster of BBs flying through Stop space it. for 10,000 years, but... Sorry, I don't, sorry if anyone's getting like cat rubbing his face against the microphone noises again. No, more of no. that. We want more yeah, of that. Please. That, this is Doug. Kevin is currently uh, somewhere halfway along the Rocky Mountains uh, on the way back to LA with Holly. Oh, so, cat venture. Oh, by, uh, by the way, if, if anyone wants to listen to or watch Dave Nihill, friend of the show's new comedy special, um, there is uh, Doug has his own little chapter halfway through. It's up on what? YouTube. I love that. What do you mean? Well, Dave, uh, Dave House sat for a, for us and Cat sat for us a while back, and some of his encounters with Doug have made it onto the special that he just filmed and put out. Oh, in a, in a chapter called Doug the Psycho. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, actually, as long as we're plugging people that. Uh... Cal uh, Canaan's new special has like a 20 minute chunk about when he got stuck a couple miles from my house camping right. near Joshua Tree. You never know what's going to be turned into comedy gold. Yep. And that's why we do it, folks. <laughs> Indeed. I, I have my text exchange with him. I'm like, I can uh, send somebody out there. Or you can crash at my house tonight. <laughs> he was just insistent on getting the RV out, which was, uh, he drove it into the sand. And when I came over to, sit by the fire that night. I was like, you're not getting that out in the morning. You know that, right? And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's embellishing. I didn't really say that, but right. <laughs> Look, my head wasn't that cold. Yeah. Let's say it's aliens. Why not? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it is, it, it, it's like that, that to me is way more plausible yeah, some... then like these UFO videos. It's like, these are just right. fucking drones they don't want to tell us about that will kill us all in 50 years. Yeah, I don't believe any alien life form has visited our planet. Could yeah. something that an alien life form tens of thousands of years ago made yeah. eventually reach us? Yeah, yeah, accidentally it could. It's unlikely, but like more likely than a living being somehow found a way in, in the span of a lifetime of its organism to get between stars like yeah but if they had any definitive proof Trump would have tweeted about it that's an argument why there isn't oh and in his brain he was like then we need a space army the likes of which the world has never seen <laughs> yeah you're right he's an idiot the space army is so they can like edge China out of like asteroid drilling rights. I don't think it has anything to do with. Yeah, uh, it's not about. Trump's also, like, it's... there's gold in that asteroid. Get it and bring the army. <laughs> but also, I don't even think it's that funny. Like when everyone dunked on space force, I'm like, I don't know. When someone first suggested air force, when air travel was new, oh, uh, we're sure gonna was, have like, air force. We're gonna have we're asteroid gonna have mining wars in the next 100 years. Like no yeah, question. Like, and then the, the, the worst thing about space force is. That show is the least funny comedy I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, what you guys did here is way worse you than Trump it? suggesting. I watched like two episodes. I couldn't believe how bad it was. Damn. And I'm like, this is worse than whatever you were making fun of Trump for doing. This show is the worst comedy, I think, of the last 10 years. Yeah, that should be like a joke in another show, not a whole own show. Yeah. Yeah, but like we don't even have a shuttle program anymore. It's like our astronauts ride up on like Russian right. rockets. It's just like we don't even we have, have a fucking ones, yeah. we don't even have a space shuttle. How do we have a space force? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the arms Wait, race. And the arms race. Explain what? Do you well, you know, we were trying to destroy the Soviet Union, and we were like, we have to make them spend as much money on the military as possible. You, know, you think that the space race was just to bleed their economy? Well, the Russians got Sputnik up first, so there was also like a reaction against Russian technology because it was right. like, oh, if the Russians are doing it, we got to do it. But like, but there's no reason to go to the moon. Well, yeah, you got to bleed them. Yeah. Going to the moon just for the express purpose of playing golf and putting an American flag on it is like the dumbest, most American thing you can do. I mean, I hate to disagree with a joke, but like, I disagree. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not a joke. We just put a flag there and played golf. Oh, we got some rocks. Who cares? Yeah, that was sure, definitely part of it. I guess I could see. Hmm. Yeah. 
it does. Maybe. It, it, it was everything about it was kind of dumb. That's for sure. I mean, except except <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think it's any dumber than the Air Force. Like if you if they suggested that when that technology was in its infancy, it would have also seemed like why are we ever going to need to have a whole branch dedicated to this thing that only you know a few of our current. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, because the time will change things, and I, I also we all think know Andy is, is pro galactical imperialism. So you know, <laughs> makes sense that you would want a space force. I'm not anti space travel. I'll say that. I'll say what I'm not. Not. Yeah, I, I'm with I'm with Andy on that one. Oh no, no, it was never going to be about defending its Martians. But like, yes, other 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 uh, parts of the world will be. As, as, as a bunch of countries are all starting to go to space, we're going to have some stuff we have to figure out. A lot of space travel is like private now, though. And like, do you think we'll see less billionaires going into space now that a bunch of billionaires got crushed by the might of the sea? No. Nope. <laughs> the billionaires, billionaires are going to billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I was just reporting the facts here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Since Poseidon <laughs> has reared his vengeful arm. Oh, this this reminds me. I should have like taken the time to. Uh, I should have put some music behind. I, I had ChatGPT did a pretty good job of doing some Gordon Lightfooty songs about Titan once I described it. Because you know ChatGPT isn't online; it doesn't know about this story. So I'm like, okay, here's this thing that just happened. Write me a wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald song about it. And I was like, oh, this is it's pretty good. It's yeah. as good as the Gordon Lightfoot one. Oh yeah. Are, 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 are we pausing play? while you load it up? Are, yeah, are you gonna play it? Oh, no, I'm saying oh, I, I should have... I thought you were have, like, sh- audio cue, go. No, I should have put music to it. Like, oh, I had it write I the see. lyrics, but I, I never... Like, All right, next uh, next episode, the, the, the people are going to want you strumming a guitar and, uh, you know, hitting them with some plaintive Canadian folk singing vibes. <laughs> I'll see if it's in my history and I could do... I could fi- just find the best verse from it. Would it not um, be in your history? Does it not save everything, or do you... No, I mean, there's no reason to think it wouldn't be. It's just like I'd have to go. I have to go back a few weeks through. I mean, I, I let me see if I can just search. You should be able to just search your history. Um, anyway, carry on. This is unimportant. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yes, it is. So, yes. so maybe alien, probably not. Maybe alien, probably not. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I'm leaning towards not because I always do. Uh, but I mean, it's definitely alien in terms of being from outside of the solar system. Is it technology versus just space? Yeah, if it doesn't do anything cool, can you really call it technology? It's like, all right, this metal alloy might be of extraterrestrial origin, but like, if it's not lighting up or floating around, can't really call it technology, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Either way, we, we don't have time to, to worry about uh, interstellar shit. We've got our own shit to deal with right here on our beaches in Texas, you guys. We got, uh, I got a story here sent in by Sean Robertson saying that... There, well, no, Jesse. Wait, uh, I, I hope whatever this news is does not affect the cleanliness of the beaches because you know me, I'm a big clean beach guy. Clean beach. I call him Carl Clean Beach has. Pristine. Uh-oh. Pristine. Oh, if you guys are heading to South Padre, uh, you may be you may be taking a dip in a public toilet because around ninety percent of Texas beaches are infested with poop. Oh no! According to a study. Oh no! I know. With record temperatures scorching Texas this summer, many folks are heading to the coast to cool off. However, the next time you do, <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it more poop than usual? Is this just a report about the normal amount of poop, or did something happen? I mean, that is the thing. Like, there's not, there's always a non-zero amount of poop in the ocean. Yeah, right? there's a lot of poop out there. <laughs> uh, so, yes, next there time... There wasn't, like, get... a sewage leak or anything. This is just... I mean, I think it probably relates to sewage. Okay. Dumping into the... Uh... Was I talking with you about this last week, Carl? About just, like, sewage in the ocean in general? Yeah, it's gross. And I forgot who I was talking about this Yeah, week. they just dump it right in there. I mean, treated, but still. Yeah, treated, quote unquote. What the fuck does that mean? Right. But like if you go down to Sayulita in Mexico, if you're surfing like right by the downtown area. Well, also in LA, like two years ago, they spilled like 40 million gallons of raw untreated sewage into the ocean. They were like, oh, sorry. 
All right, we've all made and, mistakes. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, our bad. Anyway, carry on. Uh, by the uh, way, Paul Muxworthy also tweeted the alien story at us, just a oh, credit. Oh, okay. thank you, Paul. So in 2022, 55 of 61 Texas beaches tested by environmental regulators were found to be unsafe due to high levels of fecal contamination in the water on at least one occasion. Uh, according to Safe for Swimming? Question mark, an annual report issued by the Environment Texas Research and Policy Center. Most of the contaminated beaches were located in the Corpus Christi and Galveston areas, according to the analysis. To determine which beaches were awash with excrement, <laughs> environmental, Environment Texas checked how often fecal bacteria levels at various beaches exceeded the EPA's beach action value associated with an estimated illness rate of 32 out of 1,000 swimmers. That's a pretty high illness it, rate. It is. I'm also suspicious of this story, though, because like, I feel like, have we checked safer swimming? Are they in the pocket of big, shit-free water? Right. <laughs> 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 this thing goes all the way to the top. Yeah. Uh, yep. Research has found that 90%, it does. <laughs> 90% of Texas beaches tested last year had the possibility of making swimmers sick because of fecal contaminants. Even as Texans are back to enjoying the fresh sea breeze and splash of waves at the beach, pollution is still plaguing too many of the places where we swim, said uh, Luke Metzger of Environment Texas. But there's no follow-up on like Texas dumping standards, how they're processing their uh, sewage. This is not just people pooping while swimming at the beach. Like, where's the where's the background info? Yeah, I don't know. Where it's, are they? The rest... Is there like a huge sewage dump right there? Like, it's not explaining. Yeah, it does talk about how. Um... <laughs> this is uh, what is this website? Because they suddenly started to decide to use the word shit. Like three quarters through the article. <laughs> yeah, they just got fed up with it. <laughs> just, it's like, yeah, okay, ah. let's just. Not beat around the bush. Uh, coming in as the shittiest beach on <laughs> Environment Texas's list is Cole Park. Which, by the way, if they're going to throw in the word shit at this point in the article, can it be the shit list? They're talking about this list of contaminated yeah. you places. You shit the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like once. Wait, shit in the ocean? I, I mean, I've yep. pissed in the ocean a bunch of times, and I felt like yeah. I was just contributing to the saltiness. Yeah. But I don't... No, I, I've, I'm not taking it. I don't know if I'd even. Like, how easy is that to do? Do you not feel not like everybody's hard. telling you not to do that? <laughs> no, no. I did it on purpose, not like, oh, it slipped out. It was like we were all fucking around, and we we're like, we're gonna do this. Oh, same. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I wasn't no. like, I love Texas. Oh God. <laughs> hey, stop tickling me, or like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you're yeah, suddenly was under near- arrest. Yeah, I was nowhere near humans or like, yeah, it was a, it was a last, it was a, not an optimal choice. Well, like, I bet there's like some cow poop I, involved too. This is Texas. It could, it could very well be the case. I, I'm surprised as you are that they don't give um, theories. Um, well, this is an issue. It's a big issue in the UK right now where um, the conservative government have allowed water, have like deregulated a bunch of water safety laws and allowed water companies to basically dump raw sewage in waterways. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's happening in a lot of places. Turns out people are generally against that. Yeah. yeah. Uh... We also let the water companies like write their own like, you know, like the acceptable limits of X chemical. It's like, you know, they're basically like writing the limits. It really is, especially in the American West. I mean, good Lord. We're like 10 years away from like full on water wars out here. <laughs> well, I, I I was trying to probably I was trying to just move some stuff off of the table just to sort of half tidy up at the same time as uh but yeah, Kevin was <laughs> I really wish you were loudly making tea right now. You're like, yeah, it's 2:30. It's tea time. I'm British. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, I loudly making to kettle tea. It's not tea. that I <laughs> It's not that I haven't done that mid podcast before, but <laughs> And then you start loudly eating like a crumpet. You're like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> if, you, if you look at... Yeah, we should have a video feed where you can see the four-tiered cake tray that... Like, I crumpet watch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No problem. The old relay. Thank you for joining us. Jesse, always a pleasure, my friend. I hope so. I mean, that's number 500, baby. Wow, congrats. 500 episodes. I think we're going to get every permutation of, of hosts by the end of this episode. I'm going to duck out. Matt will yeah. be alone. And then I'll handle it for a while. And then right. you jump yeah. back in. 
then Jesse comes back and I leave and I think that's it do you want to do this story about uh, that Liam Kennedy sent in about a very shiny planet ooh love a shiny planet the it's uh, the shiniest planet the largest known mirror in the universe imagine an exoplanet with clouds so shiny says this salon.com article they make literally the shiniest exoplanet ever discovered by humans meet planet LTT 9779B we, we know you didn't need to give us the number we know it's sure. in the picture yeah, yeah. which according to a recent study in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics is covered in metallic clouds this is uh, 262 light years from Earth and it has an atmosphere made of silicates and metals like titanium. Both these and other details about the distant world were gleaned by the European Space Agency's CHEOPS mission, which is the characterizing exoplanet satellite. While Earth only reflects about 30% of the light from our star, which is um, called the Sun. Oh, I've yeah. heard of this star. Yeah, yeah. This planet manages to reflect 80% of the sunlight from its host star. I didn't realize we reflected 30. Yeah. We're losing wow. a lot there. Yeah, yeah we got to do something about that. That's uh, Let's get some space mirrors. We're just throwing away all this energy. We could really be heating up our planet a lot more. If Wait, we did, did they just stop giving planets cool names? Like, what, every exoplanet I read about, it's like LX, Fortnite. It's like, we didn't run out of Greek gods yet. Like, throw throw some shit in there. You know, how are we supposed uh, to remember oh, these? Oh, no, no. But now we know that basically every star that we've ever seen has at least one planet. So now there are billions. Yeah, but like we haven't even broken into like Zoroastrianism. We could be calling them a Hora Mazda. Like what about Jainism? You know, what about, we, we've only used the classical Greek panthe pantheon. Like why are we limiting ourselves? Let's get some cool fucking names up here. Okay, uh, to date more than the 5, exoplanet Ahura Mazda is, is uh, you know, is shiny. You know, he's the God of light anyway, so it works out. If you've got it, enough pantheons to get through five thousand, we, we've we've discovered more than five thousand exoplanets. So, far. so well, how, many, if, how many how many Pokemon are there? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Now we're thinking. <laughs> also, you can just make up names. You know, we don't have That's to true. base it all on weird superstitions that humans used to have. Come That's up with true. some fucking. I know scientists are fucking nerds and they can't handle this themselves. Hire some writers. Do some punch up. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do random name generation, this is there's no better task for AI. We do it for cars. Is, they they yeah. use computers to come up with all those weird car names. Is that true? Yeah, like you know, Tuareg, like the Corolla and shit. Sure, no one yeah, thought of yeah. that. Tiguan. Yeah, Tiguan. These could just be German words. That no, that's also true. Out. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want cooler planet names. It's like I'm not gonna. Yeah. I don't even remember what that exoplanet's called, but it sounds cool. If it had a cool name, I'd remember it. Yeah. So well, James Jenkins, who's an astronomer at the at Diego, Diego Portales University in Santiago, Chile, who's one of the authors of the study, says, Imagine a burning world close to its star with heavy clouds of metal floating aloft, raining down titanium droplets. And you just said that scientists can't write. All right. No, you're right. That was very evocative. Shout out to scientists. I'm sorry. <laughs> The study purports to, quote, provide the first steps towards understanding the atmospheric structure and physical processes of ultra-hot Neptune worlds that inhabit the Neptune desert. So I mean, that sounds that sounds like hardcore, like name it like Lemmy or something. That's like some fucking metal <laughs> shit. This is a hardcore planet. So the, this Neptune desert ref, refers to the region close to a star where no Neptune-sized exoplanets appear. In the case of this particular exoplanet, the star LTT 9779. Okay, I see. So this is... So the planet is called 9779B. Terrible. Uh, Dog shit. Worst name <laughs> I've ever heard. It's, it's unusual for large gas giants to exist very close to their host star. This planet is being dubbed a hot, ultra-hot Neptune because it's usually uh, so unusually close. Uh, All right, well, that's cool. Ultra-hot Neptune ultra -hot is Neptune. a pretty cool phrase. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, study the, another co-author of the study, Vivian Parmentia, says it's a planet that shouldn't exist. This planet sounds rad as hell. It definitely oh, deserves a better name. It sounds like a glam rock band. Yeah. yeah, Ultra Hot Neptune is a good band name. Yeah, or like one of those fake sex moves that no one's actually ever done. <laughs> right, exactly. You like the Cleveland your... Steamer. Yeah. <laughs> First, you gotta do this, and then. It's like a regular Neptune, except you do it in a hot climate. We call it an ultra-hot <laughs> Neptune. 
you get sweaty first, and then just before they die, that's when. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you fuck in the bathroom at hot yoga. <laughs> well, good work, uh, science, for finding yeah. a disco ball in the sky. Thank you, science. Yep. Well it's done. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Now and I kept scrolling. I thought there was more to the article, and I don't know if your salon is given the same next article as my salon, but it's about... Is it the Kid Rock one? Kid Rock, yeah. <laughs> After publicly boycotting Bud Light, Kid Rock is quietly serving the beer at his Nashville bar. Classic Kid Rock. Coward. Classic. I mean, can we can we just go back to not liking Bud Light because even among light beers, it tastes the worst? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's let's just, all agree to do that. Like, Miller Light and Coors Light just taste better. That's true. It's You don't even have to have politics to it. I feel like pressure to like drink a beer that I never liked. That's how they and get I, you. Yeah. And then I heard that the new top beer in America is now Modelo, which I didn't realize was like oh, nipping really? at the heels of Bud Light before this. Yeah, it's, kind thought, of, it's kind I of the Budweiser of Mexico. Yeah. I thought Corona I think, would be more than Modelo. There we go. I think Modelo may have bought Corona. They all might be the same company. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, that's the thing. They're all the same company now. All the way there down, are like three yeah. companies that yeah. own... Is it, is it even three anymore? Well, InBev like, owns Anheuser-Busch, and, and right. they're, uh, they're like a Dutch company, I think. And, so who's or is, Brazilian, maybe? Is, Di- is Di- Diageo separate, or is that? Diageo is, I don't think they do beer because they're only spirits, I believe, but they are beers. like one of the most, oh yeah, you're right. I think it's like those massive ones, like Diageo, they've like all consolidated like all the brands, you know? Okay, yes, Modelo is also InBev. So okay, it's yeah. just InBev owns a lot of shit. And then Coors and Molson like formed together to like try to take on InBev. I think so. I think it's still Coors Molson. Um, it's, yeah, it is depressing when you also just when you get tricked into buying what you think is some like microbrew. Right. And then you see in the on the back of the label it's like brewed under license by Coors. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the whole reason you started Microbrew, so you can sell to Anheuser-Busch for uh, $5 billion. All right, here we go. Here are the companies that own all of them. Inbev, holy shit, InBev's got so many. It's a juggernaut. InBev's yeah. got, yeah, like Budweiser, Foster's, Corona, Stella, Orangi Boom, Leffa, Grolsch, uh, Victoria Bitter, Modelo, Bass... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can I can keep going. Jesus, on, just the just Pilsner, the Europe Pilsner. list. Yeah, they got a lot. Oh my god. Then Diageo has Guinness, Kilkenny, Harp, Smithix, uh, so the Irish ones basically. Right. Carlsberg has Carlsberg, Cronenberg, Tetley's, Holston, Tuborg, and then Heineken has Heineken, Murphy's, uh, Dosakis, Tiger, Moretti, Soul, mm. Lagunitas. I like Moretti. I like it. I like it. Amstel. Okay. Uh, and then Molson. Wait, can Coors, you send a link to this this thing you're looking yep. at? And then Molson calls it. Yeah, there's an Instagram uh, little infographic. We'll put it in the show notes for important science stories. Uh, and then Molson Coors has uh, obviously Molson and Coors, but also Blue Moon, Caffrey's, Carling, uh, Miller Lite, Miller, uh, Colorado Native. Yeah, there's like five companies between them. Basically, have yeah. every single beer. I would not have guessed that Carlsberg was an independent, uh, like of all the brands. Like, uh, how has that not been bought up by one of these? That's yes. Well, they got they got all of Denmark behind them. But yeah, that, you're right. That does surprise me. And Diageo, I've never heard of. Diageo is mostly spirits, and they're actually like apparently like one of the most profitable companies in the world, just because they like them. And I think Bacardi, I was reading also like Bacardi owns all these spirit brands and like they make so much fucking money. It's insane. Cause the markup on alcohol is like, there's nothing that comes close to the markup on alcohol. Right. Right. Like it costs so little to actually make and you sell it for like, like the, like the retail markup is ridiculous. And then you, you think uh, I was doing some non-alcoholic beers for a minute and you would think just intuitively, like I'm, I'm getting less of something. This should be cheaper. But then it turns out I was talking to a friend who has a microbrewery. Like, they, they still have to brew the beer, then take the alcohol out. Like as far as what they're spending on this, this should be more expensive. Yeah. I actually had uh, non-alcoholic Guinness for the first time recently. It was fucking great. Really? It tasted exactly like Guinness. I've heard uh-huh. that's one of the best ones. So yeah, because Guinness like just kind of, yeah, there you go. Like Guinness just kind of tastes like a milkshake anyway. So it's just like, right, right. You know, they they somehow nailed the texture and, and the flavor. 
That's surprising. I liked uh, St. Pauli Girl when I was doing that kick from it. That was the most like Heineken-y. It was right. more Heineken-y than non-alcoholic Heineken. Still tasted but, like a good beer. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, do we want to do a little uh, bonus story while we have Carl for our Patreon patrons? I think we should, but should we? is it time to wrap up the main episode? Yeah, unless you have something in I, the chamber. I, I mean, I, I don't have anything in the chamber apart from some uh, Coors Molson products that I thought were microbrews. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hear some more. Yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're, I mean, that's Uh-oh. just... that. Just there's so many of them. There's so many of them that you think were you thought were mom and pop shop. Kind of I mean, things. I, di- I I knew they weren't. I knew that the, you know, I, I just I remember when like, friend of the show Laganitas got got snapped up by, which one was it? You can see it here. Heineken. Heineken bought Laganitas. Yeah, Laganitas was big. Oh. You know, it's interesting. Like the marketing too. Like there's this whole thing. So Tito's, the guy who started Tito's vodka, his name's actually Bert Butler Beverage the Third. What's his last name? Um, his last name is Beverage. It's not spelled the same way you oh, would spell oh. a drink beverage, but his last name is Beverage. His name is Burt Butler Beverage III. <laughs> that sounds like a name that you come up with in the middle of an improv show. Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. So so he started Tito's, and obviously Tito's became huge, but they would market Tito's as Tito's Handmade Vodka. Every label says Tito's Handmade Vodka. And they got sued because this guy was like, this is not handmade vodka. Like you're making vodka on a massive industrial scale. There's something handmade about this. And they, they, he sued them and they lost the case and they had to pay off this guy's shit ton of money, but they still say Tito's handmade vodka on every label. Who is the person? So that means who we could, could claim- probably sue them again. Maybe we could get rich. Yeah, who is the person who said I? I'm not personally sure. Maybe he's aggrieved. like uh, maybe he's like one of those guys who just sues people. Maybe he's an aggrieved Tito's super fan. I don't know. That's kind <laughs> of awesome. But yeah, they're still saying handmade, and it's definitely not handmade. It's and also, he handmade. sold the company probably to one of these you know giant fucking right, right, right. So I'm he sure. made like billions of dollars though. So that's what it's all about, really. Selling out yeah. to the big boys. Yeah. Bert's sitting on a big stack of cash. Well, I mean, Carl, you're, you're, you've got one foot in the food and drink world. What's your yes. uh, big plan to try and sell out to something? Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do it. At this point, I'm ready to sell out anything. Like, just give me a, make an offer, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking, I'm ready. I, don't, I, have no, I have no morals or scruples left, you know? In this economy? In yeah. In this economy, morals and scruples are something, a luxury I can't afford. That's a zero interest rate uh, <laughs> luxury. No, I, obviously I do think that there is still so many good, uh, you know, beers and wines and even spirits that are, you know, made with real care and are not owned by evil multinational corporations. So it's actually a good time to be a lover of... Uh, intoxicating beverages but uh you know obviously when one sells to the big boys it does kind of feel like a blow yeah can we throw in a plug for uh for your wine connection of course you want to or not you don't have to uh, no i mean we can we can throw in a plug for everything i have a food and uh, food-based podcast called yelling about pate that i host with a chef we interview comedians and chefs mostly um, it's kind of like this, where it's like, you know, it's ostensibly about food, but we don't always talk about food, just as, right. you know. So we could call it probably food. Um, but it's called Young About Pate. That's on Twitter and Instagram. I do like a live show in LA where we, uh, we do a comedy show, but there's also guest chefs and guest winemakers. And, you know, it's like a wine party. We all get drunk on wine. Getting that's drunk on a, wine is good for a comedy crowd. That's what I've realized, you know. People, people in comedy clubs slamming uh, domestic macro brews and really sugary, like, pina colada bullshit drinks. That's not going to make you feel good. Some good natural wine really enlivens the spirit, enlivens the heart. Okay. So, yeah, that's called a moose boosh. We kind of do that as a, uh, you know, a pop-up basis. It's not a regular thing, but uh, mm-hmm. that's always fun. If you're in L.A., come through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we will do a bonus episode for our Patreon patrons. Thank you, as always, for kicking in a little scratch to keep us going. We appreciate it. And uh, you can find the show. uh, Matt usually does this, but I can probably remember three things. I I, I thought you had it, so I was just letting you go, but then you seem to run into trouble. So I was just like, this this feels 
unnatural. He was ready with the assist. happening right now? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Probably Science, although we rarely tweet. And you can find us individually at Matt Kirshen and at Andy T. Wood. You can send stories, comments, clarifications, questions to probablyscience at gmail.com, which is increasingly getting very spammy. Maybe it's because we give our email address out on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason for it. Yeah, but I've noticed, yeah, there's, so there's, something's happened in the last, I, I think maybe Gmail's spam filter is suddenly missing. I don't know. It's a mess. Uh. Or Jesse sold out your mailing list to, uh, you know, Amazon. Could be that. Could be that. Oh, by the way, guys, should we start doing threads? What? I, <laughs> I can't. I can't at this point. I'm at a breaking point. I can't yeah, do one more thing. Please not, don't make me do one more many, thing. It's too many things. And then I, it's also still just Facebook at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I'm at Carl Hess, K-A-R-L-H-E-S-S, on Twitter and Instagram. The only two that I really use. Don't make me do anything more than Twitter and Instagram. I can barely even handle TikTok, so. Okay. Easy to find. Oh, Carl with a K, if you didn't already see in the show notes. Carl with a K, Carl Hess. And yeah, thank you as always for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Matt with the distant bye. Bye.